Hey, this is Ian on 101 FM, W Bala. I'm here to spin you a little digital productivity record, so sit back, relax, and get to work. Yeah, buddy, that's Chris Tile, and this is the Lifestyle Business Podcast. It's the LBP, baby, and it's Thursday morning. We're coming to you with a another installment, new intro music, but we'll change that up next week. We believe building a lifestyle business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Today, I am joined by my captain, my co-host, a man for whom going to get a wax job involves a turtle, not a Brazilian. True story? True story, man, but... Turtle wax is like pretty old stuff these days. I mean, that's like that's like your father's wax. Now we're on to like McGuire's and Mother's, 3M. Get it right. I have the nostalgic attachment to the turtle wax. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, we'll share with you one insanely useful new online resource for mega productivity. And we'll also talk a little bit about how to stay jacked, just like Ian, all day long. First, the shouts, the news, the questions. Get on our mailing list and receive our first 50 episodes for free. That's right. We are going to start sending out our old episodes, which I don't feel like get enough spin time. I mean, I appreciate everyone who's gone and supported the show by going back and purchasing the episodes. If you're already on the mailing list and you want access to the episodes, just you know, send us an email from that list. Let us know you're on the list. Let us know you want to go back and listen to some of our old school jams. What? You're telling me we're giving away the old episodes for free now? That's right. That's right. What our plan is, is to take that mailing list to the next level. I mean, I've got all this incredible content. Like today we're interviewing Sebastian Marshall in the program, but I've got like an hour long conversation of Sebastian about all these really esoteric topics that probably wouldn't make it onto the main show. But those are the kinds of things we can send out to the mailing list. So they're like extra pieces of content. I've got all this stuff. I want to do stuff with it. So that's why I want more people to get involved on the mailing list. Speaking of awesome stuff, yesterday I read Steve Jobs' biography hyper entertaining, highly recommend it. Obviously, you don't really need to hear it from me. I'm I'm sure most of you are thinking about reading it, but it's absolutely entertaining, more interesting than a movie for sure. One final sales pitch for the Dynamite Circle. If you are not familiar, the Dynamite Circle is our private membership group for people who have businesses or are established freelancers or service providers, people that are in it to win it. This is not a beginner's kind of thing. The main change that's going to happen, Ian, is that we are going to sort of raise our price points and raise our standards because it's there's a lot of people in there now. We've got like 167 people, got enough cash flow going that we're able to double down and reinvest in that product. So we're going to have a full-time content editor. So there's a couple things that are going to be happening. We're going to have monthly webinars in there with like big hitters. So I think we can really have a lot of pull in there because it's not just like a general interview, but you're talking directly with like 150 entrepreneurs. That's a very interesting audience to get your hands on and to interact with in a fun one, I think, for especially the really advanced people. We're going to start creating a lot more detailed resources, which are going to be time intensive and resource intensive for us to create, but that's why we hired a full-time person. I'm organizing a global meetup for the DC members here in Bali in March, April timeframe. So there's a lot of really interesting things happening in the DC, but in order to fund all this stuff going forward, especially as the group gets bigger, we're going to raise the prices. Yeah, but our idea is also to raise a level of content. Yes. So that's what I'm really excited about. It's pretty juicy in there now. It's just going to get better. Yeah, and so the biggest thing is that no matter what price point you get into the DC at, you'll stay there forever. 
kind of thing. So like if you joined at a hundred bucks, you stay at a hundred bucks. I mean, one of the biggest things people say, Ian, is that they're like, I don't want to join the DC because I don't feel like I have enough time to contribute to it. I don't feel like I could be a good contributor. I object to that because I don't think you need to be a contributor. I think you can be a lurker because there's a lot of more passive things that are useful. Like one of the things I'm seeing in the DC is there's a lot of backdoor dealing. There's a lot of people hiring each other, providing consulting with each other, um, because what ends up happening in that community is you see each other like multiple times, and so you start to build you start to build trust with each other. You see each other's profiles, and so it's much different than just seeing somebody in the comment section of a blog, like here at the podcast, or seeing somebody on Twitter. It's like you're part of the same group, and you're only a few degrees separated because your friends have met each other and talked, gossiped about each other, kind of thing. So there's very interesting like those kinds of synergies that are happening a lot. Plus, you get first notice of like the meetups and the parties and all that kind of stuff that's happening. Even if you're not a big forum person, it could be of some value to you. Although it's totally up to you. If you guys have any questions about whether that community is right for you, just email me at dan at lifestyle business podcast, or we can get on the Skypey Skypey real quick and just talk about it and see if it's at all of interest to you. And of course, it's 100% money back guarantee with one caveat, which is that you give us a piece of critical feedback as to how we can make it better for entrepreneurs. So anyway, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. It's the last time to get in at the current price point, and then we're going to jack that up. We got two new iTunes reviews this week. Booyah, five stars, both of them. I love diveintro.com. Um, not only have Dan and Ian caused us to reevaluate our two business models, the Daily Power Quotes app and the Dive Intro, I think diveintro.com, but we're now beginning to explore the idea of doing something with physical products a lot. Unlike a lot of the podcasts out there, these guys are not gimmicky or full of themselves. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, man. I'm walking off warehouses in China by a forklift this week. Don't do it. Great podcast for cultivating the entrepreneurial mindset. Thank you, Peter Somerville. I really appreciate you taking the time to give us a review. This is the podcast that has really high ideas to length ratio. I like that. You know, <laughs> that was like a great compliment. I dig that. Let's get on to the ideas then, Ian. Let's get on to the meats and potatoes this week, which I am super pumped up about. As you know, I'm a huge Sebastian Marshall fan. So are you. Big time man crush. Because he's confident. He's inspiring and he's really pushing things. So we called him to talk to him about the five most important productivity strategies he is currently using to crush it. Let's get started. All right, welcome Sebastian Marshall to the program. As you guys know, our favorite personal development blogger. And the reason I love Sebastian is because he's a crazy mofo. He's really putting it out there, and so that inspires me. So welcome to the show. I'm pumped to have you. Today we're going to talk about five performance optimization techniques that I learned from you that I want to learn a little bit more about on this program. So number one, you are a huge advocate of time tracking. I've never actually seen anybody else directly advocate this. So give us the broad strokes about how time tracking works. Well, first off, thanks for having me. You guys have one of the realest shows on the net, the only podcast I listen to regularly. And you guys also really let it hang out there, the five dirty tricks type episodes. I love it. They melt my heart and give me all kinds of things I can go put into action. So time tracking, everyone should do it because it'll make your life much, much better. Most people don't know where their time goes. Like at the end of the day, I'm sure this has happened to you. This used to happen to me all the time and doesn't happen anymore. At the end of the day, you're like, what the hell did I do all day? I was busy, but I'm looking back on my day and I had nothing meaningful happen. I had nothing really important done. When you start tracking your time, you fix that and that stops happening. This is huge. Dan and I have been talking about this actually the last couple of days. You just kind of go to your inbox, 
and you see this whole sea of crap to do and you get to the end of the day and maybe you responded to a couple of things, maybe you didn't, but you don't have really anything to show for it. So how do you solve that? What I do, and it's really super simple, is I make a note whenever I switch tasks. So if I'm uh, going to a business meeting, just right before I go to the meeting, I will just mark a note going to the meeting. When I get off of that, if I'm going to go answer email, I'll make a note on my little sheet going to answer email. Simplest way to get started is just to do that. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just start with marking down whenever you switch tasks. Takes between five and 30 seconds. If you do this five to 10 times across the day, you have a very good idea what your day looks like at the end of the day. We are going to post an example of Sebastian's crazy in-depth time tracking sheet on our blog so you can get a direct idea of how he does this. Number two, no drinking and smoking. Oh, this is a tough one for me, Sebastian. And diet optimizations for increased energy. Where are you at with your diet? And uh, do we really need to stop drinking? And Sebastian, I'm going to butt in here real quick. I think you just recently stopped smoking. Is that correct? I stopped a few years ago. I think 05, 06, something like that is when I quit just about everything. Recreational drugs, drinking, cut out a lot of the meat out of my diet, even though I still eat some. I made a big push in 06 to quit a lot of that stuff. And do you have to? No, it's your life and it's your goals and you do whatever you like. For me, I find hard rules are much, much easier than soft rules. Soft rules require thinking, and thinking burns a lot of energy. It's actually really tough on any human to be uh, constantly evaluating and thinking. So my rules are very simple. Someone's like, do you want to drink? The answer is always no. And I used to love drinking. I loved it. I used to drink very good beers. I used to love uh, Chimay, Duvel, Double, you know, the Trappiste, the really strong beers that they have up from like Belgium and, and Northern Europe. I love that stuff. Oh, buddy. Loved a good wine. Loved a good mango hash milkshake in Amsterdam. But now my rules are very simple. No drinking, no cigarettes, no recreational drugs. I don't eat mammals, no beef or pork ever. And people are like, whoa, why even live then? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't think the net pleasure on my life has actually gone down. You know, I have just as much, I think, enjoyment and fun as everybody else. I'm just forced to choose slightly differently when it comes to recreation, but it's very easy for me to do. So if your rule is like drink reasonably or drink along the way of being healthy or not to have it kind of overwhelm me and not get drunk and hungover and stuff, I think that's very hard to do. I think it's very, have I had enough drinks? Am I drinking too much? Is this a special occasion? Whereas no drinking ever is very, very simple to do. And I'm not, I'm not locking liquor. I used to drink a lot of liquor. It was a really good time. But uh, when you set those hard rules, it becomes so easy to run your life. It's just, do you want to drink? No. No thinking required. You want to reduce the amount of thinking and decisions you have to make. That really helps you build a lifestyle when there's no thinking required to do the right thing. This is something that's true for, obviously, for alcoholics. It's been true for me in parts of my life to set rules just that are very concrete. It doesn't make sense to say, I want to make a lot of money. It makes sense to say, I want to make a million dollars or I want to make $20 million. So what are some of the reasons why you'd want to stop drinking, smoking, eating meat? I don't want to go too much off the deep end, but I think, Dan, I remember you talked a little bit about this stuff. I think we're actually very, very, very close to a time when human longevity is going to explode. I think right now, you know, the difference between, you know, living 10 years longer might give you another 40 or 50 years of life. We are so close on so much technology. So I'm going to aim for 110 years to live to 110 years old, which is totally doable with a healthy, clean diet and good medicine under you know these conditions. And I think there's a not crazy chance that if you do make it that far, then we'll be able to live a lot longer with a lot of the really amazing medicine, technology, and longevity stuff that's coming online right now. 
The thing I love about this is how you said your net pleasure did not go down. This is a lesson I've learned from a lot of highly successful people, including the CEO, yeah, on the call here. I mean, has actually sat me down with my finances and said, really, if you let a couple extra hundred dollars bleed out every month, that's money that could be meaningful. And if you save it, your net pleasure will not go down. So I think that's a great perspective to have on things. Speaking of money, you did a podcast recently, which actually inspired me to invite you on this program about putting a dollar value on your time and trying to up level those things and calculate ROI. Tell us how you could do this. Right. So in that particular case, it was a no brainer. I had a guy that was able with his marketing campaigns to make for about every three hours, he would make, forget the exact numbers, but call it $1,500 over the course of a year. He wrote these really, really good technical white papers and he built SEO into them. And they got a lot of traffic and they converted really well into qualified leads and sales. So we did that. We realized he was spending a lot of time on admin and maintenance. And I said, man, we got to get you off of that. You should never, ever miss writing one of these in-depth technical pieces on your field. You should be doing this weekly or bi-weekly at the very least as fast as you can. And you should be paying people to do the other roles in your life. For him, he's an entrepreneur. He makes more income, the better he performs. So that's a no-brainer. It's very, very easy to do that when you realize that one of your actions is producing a medium-term or a short-term large amount of cash then for me, I want to cut as much low-level time out of my life as I can. I'm trying to build that. That's one of my major initiatives lately. I want to have a shopping list that I get delivered to my house every Monday, and that's it. I never want to go to the grocery store. You know, I've already got a cleaner that comes in and cleans, and I don't have to bother. Things like that, just getting it so all of your errand time, your low-level time, where you're generating a few dollars an hour of value, even mid-level time eventually which could be things that require some skills or some social skills or some intelligence, get rid of that and just get in really macro, super high-level time directing businesses or doing really high-level craft skills like writing on a technical field that's, that's quite difficult and quite good stuff. So Sebastian, the other day you talked about spending a good portion of your time or some of your time on maintenance. So those would be low-level amounts of time, is that correct? I see maintenance as sustaining whatever you're doing. So you know, if you've got a consulting contract... Uh, if you went and you, you hustled and you got signed to a new consulting contract and you got to put some deliverable in, then actually delivering that contract would be maintenance work. So it doesn't have to be low level. It's just stuff you have to do to sustain yourself at your current level, but you don't grow from it. So there'll always be some maintenance. I do stretching every day, you know, to keep your, uh, you know, your legs and your arms really loose and strong and stuff. Uh, that's maintenance. Brushing your teeth is maintenance. You'll never get maintenance to zero, but the more you can eliminate ongoing maintenance for instance, quitting a salary job and getting into entrepreneurship where your income is uncapped, then, or getting on performance-based pay if you do stay in employment, then you can be putting more time in expansion about getting things bigger all the time. And there'll always be some maintenance involved, but you know you want to push that down over time so you're putting more time into enterprising, into doing really creative new things, really high-level things, you know, recruiting staff, you know, building new business stuff, that kind of thing. So things are getting more excited. The final two points are the ones that I am just getting more and more excited about. Number four is related to diet, but something that you know a little something about, uh, Sebastian, we're talking about using neuro-enhancing supplements and or medicines. This is something that's increasingly on the radar, and obviously every disclaimer applies here, but I'm curious to know a little bit about your attitude about neuro-enhancement and what role that plays in your life. Sure. Yeah, so I believe in doing whatever you can, you know, to give yourself an edge in a way that fits your goals and that is healthy and, and not going to get you on the wrong side of the law. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think there's some leftover kind of Puritan attitudes that, oh, no, if you go take that and it, and it makes you better off, that's not fair, that's not right. No, I think, you know, take your vitamins, take supplements. And if you find, you know, healthy ways to, to enhance yourself, you absolutely should do that. 
Absolutely. Probably doesn't make sense to expand about that too much. Maybe that's more inside the DC kind of stuff. By the way, you're a DC member. Thanks for that. I appreciate your presence in there. I am. Every, everyone else should join because it's really, really awesome. So if they can find a way in, they should jump on it. For neuro enhancement, I would recommend uh, Longicity would be a great site that people should check out. L-O-N-G-E-C-I-T-Y dot org. That's all anti-aging, pro-longevity type stuff. Um, lesswrong.com has had some threads on nootropics and bulletproofexecutive.com has had some good stuff on the topic as well. And for uh, folks like you, uh, Sebastian, that are living in the East, what's the easiest way to get these kind of things to your doorstep? Uh, it's not controlled in a lot of the world. Uh, I walk into pharmacies in you know China or Mongolia or Vietnam, and a lot, a lot of the stuff's not controlled. I don't take any amphetamines, which I think are kind of scary anyways, and, and you wouldn't want to do those without a physician. But for a lot of basic stuff, paracetam is probably the one that most people would start with and should you know, do all your research, do a thorough amount of research before you start taking it. But paracetam is uncontrolled outside of Japan and most of Asia. Japan is controlled, but everywhere else you could go get it without a prescription. And uh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. So this was a game changer for me, Sebastian. So I want you to tell the story of the equads theory, how you found out about this and how it has impacted your productivity and approach to creative work in general. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really good one. I saw this and it was, it was interesting. It was actually just kind of an obscure point talking about science. They did an analysis of science papers that made the biggest impact and then of scientists that did the biggest impact. And they found the most impactful scientists, you know, take like an, like an Einstein, right? And Einstein's actually, his average paper wasn't any more impactful or better than any other scientists. What he did was he just produced a lot more papers and a few of them broke through and became really significant. So the, the equal odds of it said that if you want to produce world-class level work, you should produce a lot of work. This to me, like it sort of correlates into so many threads that are happening right now. You've got Gladwell's 10,000 hours. You got the classic story of the pottery teacher who says, I'll grade you on, you know, half the class gets graded on the quality of one pot for the whole semester and half the class gets graded on the amount of pots that they create. And the people who had the volume of action created the more quality pottery. This is something that I look to your blog as an inspiration. You've been posting every day now for how many days? Over a year now, we're at 500 plus posts. It's amazing. And I think that that, that getting your reps in is something that is so critically important. And what Ian and I are finding in our business as you start to see inflection points as your skill level rises, the amount of resources, the amount of eyeballs, the amount of things start happening, your ability to improve faster actually improves. And so getting started down that route of productivity, of creativity with a lot of volume has incredible, incredible returns. So anyway, Sebastian, I really appreciate you sharing these five tips. I think I got to get back on the time tracking thing. I'm very fascinated. Anybody who's interested in anything personal development needs to go to SebastianMarshall.com right now and subscribe. Thanks for joining us, Sebastian. Thanks, guys. Yes, Sebastian. Thanks for uh, having us on your time tracking sheet today. (laughs) Cheers, fellas. All right, Ian, that was ball. Let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny jokes section. One thing that Sebastian taught me in his extended talk, so we had like a couple hours on tape that we didn't quite get into the episode. One thing I didn't know about drinking caffeine, you know, I'm a caffeine addict. I drink quite a bit of coffee and I know, are you on the caffeine still or what's going on with you? Uh, I'm on the caffeine. I've been off the coffee for almost a year now. Probably, I think I'm going to pick up nasal spray. Have you tried that stuff? No, I'm just kidding about that. 
I'm on the uh, Gaiaki, which is a consumer brand of Herba Mate. It comes in a bottle. And I'm also uh, on some teas, but not the coffee. Well, let me share with you a simple idea that Sebastian shared with me that was novel to me. I didn't know this. Basically, as most of us know, caffeine goes in cycles. You take caffeine or you go on an upswing and then you sort of crash after three hours or two hours or something like that. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes to hit your bloodstream. So there's two approaches you can use to caffeine. You can use it to sort of nip yourself on the downward slope. And that sort of keeps you at a decent level of productivity. And that kind of strategy could be used for tasks that you need to have like a constant burn all day long on. So that might be like filing papers or talking with people on the phone. It's like, I need to sustain this all day long. So when I start to crash, I hit it with a little coffee. Now, this is the novel part for me. Sebastian said that if you let yourself crash and then take a dose of caffeine on your upswing, it'll actually push you higher and get you to sustain higher levels of creativity for things like blog writing, strategizing, writing marketing copy, more higher level tasks. So yesterday I let myself crash at my normal like, you know, mid-afternoon slump, took a 20-minute nap, woke up and immediately hit an espresso, which is a rare thing for me to do. And I actually achieved an incredibly great high level of productivity for like three hours throughout the afternoon, which is a very rare feat for me, especially like from the 2 to 5 p.m. range, which is one of my generally worst times of the day. So anyway, this kind of idea of caffeinating at the bottom of your curve versus the beginning of your curve was a very new concept to me. So I thought I'd share that. And uh, we've got a lot more from Sebastian Marshall. And a lot of that's going to be inside the DC because a lot of it's controversial. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about some uh, supplements here and we're talking about some controlled substances in, in some countries. Yeah, and stuff that the military is using. And, and so actually a lot of those like couple hour long conversations I'm going to be posting in the DC, but I'm not quite comfortable putting them out on the business podcast. But speaking, if you guys are interested in stuff and you're like, ah, screw you guys, I want to go to the DC for that stuff. You can get better information at the following blog, which is called The Bulletproof Executive. I know that's something that Sebastian mentioned in the interview. I just want to underline that point because it is truly an amazing blog. Like it's absolutely exceptional. I spent hours on the blog yesterday. You know, it's very focused on productivity hacking, keeping a clean, focused energy, getting tons of work done, getting that edge to beat that competition and to go crush it. We also recommend that if you want to go crush it, do make a cold call. See you next Thursday, Ian. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do.
Don't you love your mistrust?